0: Man. <sighs> Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, yeah. I've got my guy, my coworker, and my fellow um, uh, shit talker. Uh, Mr. Michael Cahigas, the most accurate description, <laughs> <laughs> fellow shit talker, uh, shit talking enthusiast. Yes. Um, he is uh, one of my good buddies, uh, working over at Company Brewing in the kitchen, uh, and uh, we're gonna drink and talk some shit and tell you why you should support Bernie Sanders. Yes. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hell yeah. This is the first time we've ever hung out outside of work. I know, and it's an interview. Pretty dope though, I'm not gonna lie. That's really dope. Have you ever, like, been interviewed?
1: Um, I don't think so. No, not that I can recall. I've never gotten a chance to be on, like,
0: some weird video on YouTube <laughs> yeah, where Some edgy ass yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legit dope. Like, I mean, honestly though, like, that's kind of what's dope about this because, like, Because it's literally just a camera sitting on this table in my living room, (laughs) I can put whoever I want in front of it, whether that's, right, like, which is, uh, creative control is dope. But, uh, how are you doing today? Not bad, not bad. I'm a little sleepy. Um,
1: I don't know, working, just working late gives me, like, a terrible work, like, sleep schedule. But that's something I need to work on, for sure. But otherwise, other than that, I'm pretty good. Kind of bummed with... I don't know if you, like, saw this. I got it mostly from Twitter. Just, like, the labor loss in the UK. Oh, yeah. It's been, like... uh, What
0: is it? uh, Boris Johnson? Yeah. 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 Big Boris. Yeah. Dude, so, on that topic. Going right into it, man. So, like, people... So, it was apparently, like, from what I saw, like, uh... It was, like, a landslide win. Yeah, it was, like, a historical win for... A historical loss, I guess. Yeah. and it's more accurate for labor. Yeah. 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 And, like, Jeremy Corbyn, like, stood down... He stepped down as the leader of the Labor Party. Yeah. And, like, so... I know that, like, you know, he's a hardcore socialist. Um, But I know that, like... And I, I hear about this all the time. Because, like, I am, uh... I'm keen, I'm keen on, like... Uh, like anti-Semitism and and Jewish issues and stuff but like there are all these allegations that he's an anti-Semite and I think that (laughs) and I think that part of that comes from like you know he's like one of the few like like party-leading politicians that like openly supports Palestine I don't know like that's just constantly being intertwined with anti-Semitism I don't know what you think like
1: yeah I think a lot of it stems just from the fact that he is a populist, socialist candidate in the UK and around the world we've already been seeing just like, just cropping ups of like more fascistic, more like totalitarian leaders around the world. Um, Trump is an example in the United States. like. It's already happening, people don't think that... But dude,
0: like, I hate him, he's a good businessman, okay?
1: It's it's happening before our eyes literally everywhere, and we're just like, right? But yeah, a lot of it, I think, just stems from... And they're all in bed with each other, like, you know. Well, that's the thing, it's more of a class thing, and when you're the one fighting for the middle to lower class and the 99%, the people whose interests are, you know, held up by the 1%, they're all going to be in alignment against you. And that's kind of what I think and a lot of people think happened in the UK was just the media was very biased against him just promoting any and all smears against him for years. I mean, this goes, like, far beyond just this election. Corbyn, like, the smear campaign against Corbyn and Corbyn's labor has been widely documented and has been happening for years. Um, So, you know, this goes way beyond just this election. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and also, the, you know, the rise of the Liberal Dem- Democratic Party in in the UK, too, also has not helped Corbyn or Labour in any sense, you know. It's pretty much as if, like, they're kind of analogous to Lib Dems to, like, the more corporate Democrats in yeah. America, mm-hmm. the more, like, corporate Democrat wing of our Democratic Party, and Labour <clears> would be more akin to, like, Bernie Sanders right. and, like, the... More like social or the justice Democrats wing of
0: closer on like the leftist yeah territory yeah, rather yeah. than like the neoliberalism yeah and, exactly
1: and right. the thing is like the liberal Dems have also pushed that anti-Semitic smear against Corbyn so it's literally like people from within his own party have been attacking him people mm-hmm. not in his party but like more on the left side of the spectrum of UK politics have been attacking him as an anti-Semite. The right, right, obviously, Boris Johnson's party, the Tories and all of them attacking him. The media, if not directly saying he's anti-Semitic, pushing all and any, like, conspiracies against him. So it's, like, it's just so extensive that, like, he really was, to a lot of people, unelectable as the, like, the labor leader just because, not anything of his own fault necessarily, but just, like, how extensive the smear campaigns against him have been—it's just like there was no recovering his reputation in a lot of the yeah. UK electorate's mind, especially <laughs> older voters. Because if you can see, he still had like a huge, like a huge margin between the younger voters in the UK, similar to how Bernie Sanders has like the majority of voters, I think under forty-five or thirty sure, or something yeah, like that. Right. That's the same case for Corbyn, but in the in the UK, I think his disapproval rating by, like, older voters, like, above 65, is even more drastic, I believe, than mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders' is in the U.S. So sure. it's just, there's so many aspects to, like, this loss that all came together,
0: but... Does this mean that, and is Boris Johnson, isn't he a proponent of Brexit? Yeah, or he's a proponent of, he's, like, a proponent
1: of a hard Brexit, which I believe is, like, whether they get a deal or not, like, a a new... And you like negotiated trade deal um, outside of whatever deal they had with the UN yeah. or not that they're, they they want to leave the UK. He's a proponent of that, and that's also what, like that's probably the most the most pressing factor of mm-hmm. his loss was just the Tories were for a hard Brexit period, no matter what we're getting out, and the Labour was for more of a we'll vote again and see mm-hmm. what where the country's stance is. And there was a lot of people who just felt, we already voted, I guess. Right, Um, yeah. But there's also a lot of evidence
0: to suggest that if there was another Brexit referendum, that Brexit would lose, so. so. Do you, like, I don't know, I've been trying to, like, kind of, like, uh, understand, like, the whole Brexit, like, uh, controversy, you know, like, what is, like, do you know, like, the core rationale behind, like, why... They want to leave the UK. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I don't know, honestly, like, I'm
1: not an expert on the issue either, like, I, I really need to read up more on it. Um, but from what I can tell, it just has a lot to do with economics, um, especially for, like, the middle class in, in Brexit, I mean, not in Brexit, in Britain. Um, yeah, they just, they want to, a lot of people there have feel like they, they don't have control over their own, destiny I guess it has a lot to do with I think nationalism Mm -hmm. Um, you can see a lot of that in the in the rhetoric from like right wing personalities in the UK a lot of it a lot of them now are like just full on nationalism is back and blah 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 this you know
0: kind of how we perceive like things like western chauvinism yeah Yeah. exactly exactly it's pretty pretty analogous we're we're the best country country. in the world like we need to only fight for ourselves and we need to know we need to let the world not know not to fuck with exactly. us. Exactly. It's very much, in, like, it's very analogous to
1: that situation. It's fucking stupid. It <laughs>
0: really It's it really, it really
1: stupid. Is. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. the people who voted for for the Tories, it's like, they've just been, it just really goes to show you the power of the propaganda machine and the Seriously. power of the media when, like, it's weaponized because all these austerity policies that have been just destroying like the UK's middle class and, and lower class, just just devastating families and, and devastating businesses, all these austerity policies that have led to this have been enacted by the Tories. And yeah. so, but through their through their honestly genius like ability to like promote propaganda, a lot of people think that these are like the faults of labor and other like leftist policies, so mm-hmm. like involvement with the UN and things like that, Right. so a lot of it is, you know, just misinformation, you know, un- uneducated voters, just unending smear campaigns. It's, it's right. I mean, we've seen this, we know what this is, it's the Republican Party pretty much in America, yeah, like right, that's how right, they get yeah. everything done, it's just lie, 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 throw a thousand lies out there and a hundred of them are going to stick, you know, so yeah, right. that's that's kind of my view on, the, on I was, the the Brexit issue. Yeah, damn, okay. There's
0: definitely that Atlantic parallel over yeah. here. Uh you know, you look at it uh whatever's gonna save us money, whatever's gonna maintain our like um you know, supreme like world powership, like yeah. in, in the same w- in the same way like, you know, things like how Trump uh pulled out of the Paris Agreement, you know, yeah. like Um, you know, he did that because he claims, like, he wanted to save us money. Um, He doesn't want to be the one to to bear the brunt
1: of whatever economic impairment he feels will suffer by being in the Paris Agreement when he doesn't feel like other countries are doing the same thing, which is just bullshit because, first of all, I don't think you can like be looking at your profits when like in ten to fifteen to 20 years you're pretty much doing the planet you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that's and that's what people need to understand is like that's why they're doing so much disinformation and so much anti-science is because the facts are not on their side and if people actually realize. <clears throat> The majority of people realize, like the actual peril we were in, that would completely devastate whatever arguments that they had. Right. So, yeah, it's it really is just all revolved around maintaining right. that that power and that that profit and right the, and
0: that ability to yeah. exploit. Big shout out to our uh, our one of our favorite bands, Snag. Uh, yes. actually Wearing the shirt today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was meant to be, uh, but. Um, Environmentalist gang Gang (laughs) Well we just uh, I uploaded Recently uploaded our episode And like uh, Something that really Was a takeaway from that Episode That um, You know Would be voiced by Most anyone that You know uh, Is Conscious of Like Climate activism And how The individuality against, like, the system. Like, anyone who understands that understands the futility of, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can we can ban plastic straws. Like, yeah, we can, you know, not keep the water running while we're brushing yeah. our teeth. Yeah, we can, you know, make sure that we throw that all our beer cans and mm-hmm. the recycling, which is all great, but those are, like, very, like, you know... In the same way, like, we view, like, uh, like how long us human beings have, like, existed in the history of time. It's, like, a blink. Yeah. That is it's equivalent. Yeah. Like, that's the... That blink, like, that is, like, reflected... That's also, you could say the same about... It's like, analogous to that. Right, exactly. You can say, like, our individual, like, uh, you know, reducing our carbon footprint is, like, futile compared to the billion dollar corporate world that yeah. is doing the majority of doing the pollution most of that waste of production and and you know massive industrialization yeah. that still relies on fossil fuels yeah. and well that goes back to like misinformation
1: and propaganda because a lot of these like campaigns to like ban plastic straws and to you know reduce your carbon footprint just that phrase i believe was like that was like the slogan for a campaign that was I think funded or like backed by I think Exxon or some kind of like energy company. A
0: petroleum yeah, company. A petroleum yeah company or
1: something. yeah. Like something in the energy field yeah was like yeah like it all goes back to that so all these like all these little things like you said I mean do they help? Probably. Are they enough? No. And they'll never be enough. Right, then, and that's, that's the point. Right. Is like you individually, or you with a thousand other people. Let's say you worked like your whole life. You get a thousand, a hundred thousand, a million other people to stop using plastic straws to all reduce their carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. It's it's insignificant. It's insignificant right. in the face of. What's actually causing the problem and the damages, mm-hmm. and that's why these companies spend millions and millions and millions and billions of dollars, and they don't blink an eye when they do it because they know. This is how I keep my cash flowing. This is how we keep, you know, the system, that right. you know, continues to line our pockets going. Right, 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 and
0: exactly. Yeah, and this that's is why, how we monopolize industries. This yeah. is how we, you know, keep. Keep, uh, you know, we, we take care of, uh, you know, our donors or our, like, folks yeah. that are in charge, basically, and Trump isn't helping by giving them tax cuts, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So that leads us to where we're at. Both you and I are, me more recently than you, but have fully committed ourselves to supporting our socialist daddy, Bernie Sanders. Bernie. Boyny. Bernie the boy. Yeah. Boyny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like I like I supported him in the 2016 primary myself, yeah. but I didn't like back then. I didn't, I guess, like uh, um, embrace like the urgency yeah. of supporting a candidate like him mm-hmm. until like definitely this past year. Yeah, um, and when he re-entered the race, like against uh, you know such. Uh, capitalist uh people that are still in the race now, some have dropped out but um but yeah like he he seems to be the only one that like is actively like acknowledging that the current system is broken and and actively acknowledging that like you know you can claim your you can try to fix the problems of capitalism Like you want but yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like the system's actually working rather efficiently for what so it's, it's there yeah. for. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the difference between
1: him and like even somebody who who's like talked about as analogous to him, like Elizabeth Warren, um, is that there are other candidates who recognize the system is, I guess, broken or or not working currently. Um, Elizabeth Warren said said the same thing. I think Pete Buttigieg said the same thing. Even Beto, he like dropped out. A lot of people are saying it, right. but um, even Biden's kind of saying it. But, but like,
0: how much? Like, but, like how how broken? Exactly. He's the only <laughs> yeah. one
1: saying like it's not just broken. Well, he's the only one saying that like it's not broken. It's working the way that the people in charge of it want it to work in order mm-hmm. to keep them where they're at and to keep us where we're at. And I think that's the biggest difference between. A democratic socialist like Bernie Sanders and someone who's a capitalist to their bones like Elizabeth Warren,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who honestly, I mean, I think she's a fantastic, you know, politician for, is, yeah. for what she, you know, for what she's done, and right. what she's accomplished. She and has, happily cast a vote to her. You
0: know, she yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Right. She's a nominee. I mean, in a heartbeat, I would, like, totally. support her no matter what. Um, But are they still, like, supporting private,
0: like, any privatization?
1: So that's the thing. I mean, like, Elizabeth Warren has waffled on, she's been kind of inconsistent on others. Like, Bernie Sanders is committed to no corporate PAC money, like, whatsoever. That's why he spent so long trying to build such a robust grassroots movement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, volunteers across the country, over a million volunteers across the country. Which he did
0: in the first election, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah which is an astounding feat for somebody who had, like, no name recognition. Um, but yeah, like, that's why he spent so much time building such a robust network of volunteers and boots on the ground and grassroots movement is because he's committed to the ideology of no corporate PAC money, because those are literally bribes. So, mm-hmm. when you see a politician taking, taking that, they can say whatever they want, those are bribes. It's, le- it's legalized, it's pretty much a legalized bribery. So to have a candidate saying, you know, I refuse to take this legal bribe because they are legal, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, right. He could do it. He could easily do right. it and he'd be
0: no different. It's like, you know, you would call like legal murder. Yeah. Pro- police brutality. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. It's, it's protected by the system in Exactly. Place. Yeah. And,
1: and o- encouraged by it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's like when you have somebody saying, look, I'm not going to take these bribes that all these other people are taking, I think that just it speaks for <laughs> it speaks for itself. Like, I don't know, yeah. in any other situation, if you looked at 12 other people who've taken a bribe, and then the one person is like, I'm not taking that fucking bribe. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in any other
0: situation, you'd be right. like, Fuck all those other people, like um, right? Corrupt. that give that money. Yeah. that take that money and then in in tu- in turn defend that cause. Exactly. A good example is the NRA. Yeah. Yes. NRA donates to so so much money to these candidates yeah. that you know are, you know, super you know hard gun advocates that you know like are huge proponents of things like, you know, concealed carry yeah. and proponents of. Concealed carry not only just by nature, but also, like, on, like, college campuses and in public places, and, like, it's like, yeah, like, their interests get protected by that money that they, because of that money they give to those campaigns, and it's fucked. And we can see it happening, like, it's, it's, it's not like this is a debate,
1: like, it influences people. Money in politics influences people. Um, I don't yeah. remember the exact like article it was from but there was basically a study that showed like the general electorate like their opinions and like policies that would benefit them get they, they don't get enacted pretty much compared to like policies that would benefit people in like the the one percent or the five percent or whatever stuff yeah. like that like people in power advocate for themselves and we've seen it it's been documented it's been studied because we have all the policies that have been laid out we have the tax breaks we have all the data of where's the money going where's all the money in society going it's not going to us so (laughs) where is it going and like that's why it's so important to, to really look at the details of these candidates to really look really really deep don't just you know, don't just look at whatever, you know, news channel you flip on for that day because they're gonna have a bias. They're gonna have a motive. All these news companies right. are owned by like five different companies, which are ran by like the
0: conglomerates, three
1: different people. Like, I don't know the exact like yeah, right. chain of whatever, but it's yeah. you know what I mean. Like these companies, whether they know it or not, they have biases and they have interests, and nine times out of ten, those interests are not.
0: Beneficial to the rest of us, Dude, to the so I, majority of us. I heard that judge like forged signatures or something like that. I don't. I don't think he forged signatures. What What happened was he
1: had this. I think a criminal. I think it was either a housing plan or like a criminal reform bill or something like that. Yeah. That he released, and when he released it, he said, pretty much, as like promotion for it that he had a number of like prominent black politicians and or just community activists that had signed on to it in approval of it. And that even if some of them, yeah, that they had signed on in approval of it and his campaign and had endorsed him and he released this list. So it turns out a lot of the people and a lot of the black politicians and activists that he released on that list that he said supported the plan and his campaign came out saying, like, we we did not support people. Like, we yeah. never said we supported people. We, Yo, we, yeah. we never said that. Yeah, like, just <laughs> pretty much, like, saying he lied about that. And, yeah, like, yeah. he, like, misrepresented certain people who, like, supported the bill and the plan, but it, like, explicitly stated that that did not mean that they supported him as a candidate. But he, like, basically misrepresented it to be, like, that he'd gotten these endorsements from these black politicians, which is it's obviously why it's obviously why he did it. He's polling at like zero to one percent with African American voters, yeah. and like and like I think Obama he also said that the, with the young yeah. people, like not even the young. He's like the youngest politician in the race, and not even
0: young people yeah. don't, don't. And he also said that like, yeah, I mean, I know, I knew that like even early on, like he said he wasn't going to give reparations to the black community too.
1: Yeah, um, I, and I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly Bernie's stance on that. I believe Bernie's stance is more of like um, I don't think he said he wouldn't do reparations. I think what he said was he believes that like the programs that he's advocating for would do more to help the black community in general than reparations would to help any individual, like to help to help any individual black person. So I'm not exactly sure what his stance is on that, but. I'm not even sure what Pete Buttigieg's stance is on that, but if that is a stance, that's pretty... <coughs> it's, it's pretty p- fucked to just be that dismissive of, yeah. of like a touchy issue like that. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. but... or oh, for any Pete Buttigieg supporters, you should look up the essay he wrote on Bernie Sanders when he was still in college, and how he just praises him and pretty much lauds him as, like the ideal candidate and the ideal politician because he is so consistent and so, like, committed to his beliefs. A renegade. And then compare that to, like, the things he's saying now on the, compa- on the campaign trail. And I don't know. Just I give that a look. Here. I'll have to look that up. I soon. mean, yeah, like, it's actually a really compelling <laughs> essay. Like, he's right about everything he says in the essay about Bernie. It's just... It's funny to see, like, a young ideal idealist, like college student go from that to, like, a corporatist, careerist who's willing to, like, compromise on his own ideologies for the power and for the opportunity to be president of the United States.
0: I don't even know if I could blame him, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think that you were touching on this earlier about how, like, you know, these politicians are enacting policies that don't represent, you know, the majority demographic; they don't represent the population or the marginalized communities. Just, and you know, and this is akin to like even if even if said candidates are belong to a marginalized community, So, example, you know, Pete Buttigieg is gay, Mal Harris is black. Yeah, I like, think she's
1: mixed with like Indian too, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it's like you know, I think it speaks volumes to like. That money can just like, you know, those, those you know, those, um, you know, corporate donations and whatnot can totally like, you know, sway even somebody who belongs to said community. Yeah. Can you know totally like sway them into protecting the interests of those in power? Quo. Yeah, exactly the status yeah. quo. And like, and it's I think it just speaks volumes to like how. We get compelled to like protect ourselves rather than like, and I mean like I, I, I'm i saying this like, you know, even on like an individual scale, like mm-hmm. yes, you know, we protect ourselves. But if you are a politician representing a minority or, you know, you, you are trying to represent the people in, in the best ways possible, like that's an, inc- that's a seriously selfless duty that yeah. you have, that you commit yourself to, you know. If you get behind like policies or stances on you know political positions that protect you and those that you know you seek benefit from, then you aren't then you aren't actually representative of the people. You're only representative of what's convenient for you. And you're political aspirations yeah. and uh, that's sociology in a nutshell is like you know like we we look out for our own interests sure but like you know if you get humble enough <laughs> you can uh be like bernie sanders and insta- <laughs> and it's insta- like and i was gonna say this earlier like you ever noticed in his campaign videos or even in the debates in his in his rallies, he never uses I statements. Yeah. It's always we, we yeah. statements. Yeah. Like and I think I mean and I mean like that may just
1: be like a clever like a clever thing that his campaign felt would like I don't know. Like a clever little campaign tactic.
0: Bernie do but, this because it's gonna make people feel yeah, a part of something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
1: like I but first of all yeah. I doubt it. And second of all, that's in his rhetoric for his entire right. career is—he has the like, stances oh, to back that up. Yeah, it's, he, he's, and it's like, the thing is, like you know, it goes back to I think the weaponization of identity politics because identity politics has its place, one hundred percent, in like. Throughout history, I mean, especially the history of, of America. I mean, the women's rights, the suffragettes movement, mm-hmm. the civil rights movement, right. Yeah, you know, just all these groundbreaking movements that have shifted right. the peace Pretty, movement in the yeah, seventies against are, the anti-Vietnam uh, War. Exactly. These are all these are all identity politics movements. Like, at their core, I believe. Um, but the thing is, corporate interests and moneyed interests—they know that these things can be weaponized because they've weaponized it to gain their base to gain their electorate like that's how like that basically the republican party is the perfect the perfect example of identity politics like white religious traditional conservative values. traditional values it's, it's identity politics in a nutshell and so they know well this has worked for us to weaponize it and like, people on the on the left, so-called, more just the Democratic Party, they know how to weaponize this, too, and that's by saying, oh, look, this is a woman candidate. Isn't that what you want? A woman candidate? Right. And it's like, okay, sweet, like, what are their policies, though? Like, what are they advocating mm-hmm. for? Who's going to be affected yeah. by the things that they want to enact? Like, what have they done throughout their career? And it's like, sure, you have this white this old white male politician, he's not even a boomer, he's older than a boomer. It's like, okay, yeah, does that look great on paper to like most people of our generation? Probably not. We've probably experienced something horrible with somebody like that, most of us. But when you look at the track record, Bernie's, he's dedicated his life to fighting people who are the exact opposite of him, a white straight male. He's dedicated his life to 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 the LGBT community, to minorities, you know what I mean, to immigrants, to the poor. To the since the sixties since, since his
0: political career gone. You
1: know, a lot of people say that oh he's gotten rich now, blah blah blah, this and that. Has his rhetoric changed? No. So that's what you need to be paying attention to. You need to be paying attention to the consistency of these candidates, to what they've spent their careers doing you know what they've spent their careers advocating for and not only that what they're advocating for right like right now um mm-hmm. and with bernie it's been consistent across the board has he you know has he had questionable votes in the past like voting for the crime bill yes but even in that situation he's made it clear that he only voted for that because of the violence against women's act um so you know you, you, there's there's critiques of Bernie that I feel like are valid, um, as but, are any politician. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. He's not a per, he's not perfect, um, but <clears throat> I right. think you have to look at just the broader spectrum of these candidates and their careers, and their you know, just the effect that they've had on the communities that they've represented. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just obvious at this point. It's obvious to anybody who isn't in that corporatist bubble who isn't in that kind of just protected, privileged bubble of that okay. Bernie's the one who's advocating for the policies that are gonna benefit us the most. Free college for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. eliminate student debt for everybody. Right. Rich or poor, whoever, just eliminate it. Because right. it's gonna benefit everyone no matter what. Right. You know, Medi- you never, Medicaid med- for Medicaid, all. Medicare for all. Like it's we have a chance this election we had it in 2016 and we fucked it up. We fucked it up so really fucking bad. Hard. No matter how you feel about Hillary Clinton, whatever, I fucking hate her, hate her guts, personally. No matter how you feel about her, we, we have a chance, like we can't rehash 2016, like it's over. If you're a fan of her, whatever, if you're not, whatever, right now we just need to elect the person who's gonna have the best chance. And right now in the polls, it's Bernie Sanders, he has the best chance of not only defeating Trump but like bringing out new fresh voters, you know getting my, those
0: registrations yeah, going. yeah.
1: I mean yeah. like like right now he's he's got the he's got the most robust volunteer you know apparatus in the country mm-hmm. he had it he had it before anybody else, he's had more volunteers than anybody else it's like and and the thing is we have to do our part, I think that's the biggest the biggest takeaway from anything we're saying is, like, he's only gonna win if we all get involved, especially young people. Like, right now, young people, we are his, we are his demographic. Like, yeah. we need to get out, we need to, whatever, if you have to call, if you have to, right now, schedule a day off, like, month and advance. you have to do it, like, you have to, because you have to, you know. if we fuck this up, like, I don't know how many more chances we're going to get for somebody who's literally willing to give their lives for us, pretty much, like, I don't know, I just think we have, we have to realize the gravity of this situation more than any other, like, than any other thing that we've collectively done as our generation, whatever that may be, but like, this needs to be our, like, flower child movement where we put fucking flowers in the guns of <laughs> yeah, of soldiers right. or whatever. Like, we need, we just need something to, like, we need to come together, you know, just as the people who are going to be affected by this election the most. I mean, like, these old-ass fogies, your parents, your grandparents, whatever, they're all going to be fucking dead. Like, that's the reality of it. It's going to be us, it's going to be our kids, it's going to be their kids that are right. going to be getting annihilated by whatever policies are enacted by another four years of Trump or another four years of a Pete Buttigieg or right. or Hillary Clinton clone like there's not that big of a difference between them guys like I know you get a lot of people don't like to hear it but that's it's, not yeah. that big of a difference yeah. Trump is fucked but like Obama deported way more people than Bush did You know, Obama put children in cages. I know a lot of people don't like to believe that he did.
0: He did nothing to solve Flint. Basically,
1: he 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 bombed more brown people and dropped more bombs on the Middle East than George W. Bush. So it's like this is this is where you know class and identity politics has to come together and say, look, really get this get this man elected and get his policies enacted. Is if we get out there, if we phone bank, um, you know, talk to people, volunteer, you know, just even just talking to people, like it really yeah. can be just as simple as that. Organizing your friends, right. you know, if you have a lot of friends, if you're popular in the community, the music scene, the art scene, you know, whatever scene you're in in Milwaukee, there's a lot of cool scenes, a lot of awesome scenes use whatever influence you have to mobilize people within your community right. because otherwise what what is that influence for that's what art is there for yeah quite literally yeah fact. exactly exactly yeah to get these abstract ideas out there and to you know to shape the realities that we see inside of us you know outside of us and yeah. i feel like milwaukee is honestly so right for that because we have such like a vibrant music scene, like a growing music scene. Um, Definitely. A lot of growing scenes. And it's just like. Like, you're not going to be able to play your music and have your house shows and, you know, go crazy when the world is
0: fucking ending. So. Yeah. I just think before. And when fascists will get more and more control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Soon throwing house shows could be a criminal offense. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, for real. Like.
1: It's, it's it's not even a joke at this yeah, point like i don't know not to be like one of those dudes the same thing but like just watching like the handmaid's tale and like reading it that's, that's a good it's pretty good so got to watch it. it's like they do this thing where they show like flashbacks of like the lead up to like the takeover of like the fas- the fascistic like uh, religious party that overtakes the US or whatever they show like It didn't all happen at once you know like fascism doesn't just pop up one day and it's like oh we're living in a fascistic regime now like that's not how it happens that's never that's never how it's happened it happens little by little slowly it's conditioned into you you think it's normal you think it's normal to to you know not be able to get an abortion you know you think it's normal to have your rights as a woman restricted a little bit or to have stricter border control. Yeah, you, like, exactly. Or to be stopped and frisked. Oh, well, there's it's literally normal. concentration
0: camps going on yeah, right now. Yeah, you think it's border.
1: normal for children to be thrown in cages just because they're not necessarily citizens of the United States. We all start to believe it's normal because it just keeps coming over and over, and it's just, we feel like there's nothing we can do about it. It's not normal, guys. like, the shit happening in our country, it's not normal. When it was happening under Obama, it wasn't normal. And I think that's what you have to realize is this is beyond just like partisanship. This is beyond Democrat or Republican or independent. This is like those those words aren't gonna mean shit in fifteen years when the brunt of global warming is really starting to kick right. in. You're not gonna care if your neighbors are Democrat or Republican when like fucking tsunamis are or or like tornadoes or hurricanes floods. or floods floods especially yeah. floods are like or earthquakes or whatever yeah. like or just pollution you're not going to give a shit who's in your social circle when that shit starts happening like and before it starts happening we need to come together and just be like who's really advocating for us because right. when that shit starts happening all those rich people are going to have their fucking bunkers and they're going to have their <laughs> Their space satellites and their fucking moon programs that they paid a a million dollars for in 2015. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to have all that shit. Like, that's what they're doing right now. That's why they don't care how hard they milk us all. Because they're just worried about themselves. And it's like, if we're not worried about ourselves, nobody is going to be. And right now, we have someone who's worried about all of us. And that's
0: Bernie Sanders, I think. So I would agree. I mean... I think, uh, yeah, one of the biggest, one of the biggest influences, like Mm -hmm. a hugely inspirational event uh, from this past year, was attending the Jews Against ICE rally in August and seeing the like the age range of those that showed up and like. I mean, yeah, like, there are a ton of people that are our age, you know, there's a ton of people that, you know, 20s and 30s, whatever, but, but dude, like, there was an astounding amount of folks that are probably as old as Bernie is, like, in their 60s, and their 70s, older than our parents are, like, you know, showing up and, like, with signs, with their entire families, you know, with, uh, you know actively participating in the chants, like, that was incredible, because, like, you know, there's such, you know, people that are, like, old, you know, like, boomers and even older, whatever, like, like, yeah, like, sure, there's a stigma to, you know, that age range of, like, you know, what they're, what they're voting for, whatever, you know, like, stereotype, but... That's, that was, like, living proof that, like, your age is no excuse to, like, not show up ignorant, for, so, yeah. Yeah, for social... Yeah, for social justice. Because, especially us Jews, like, we are one of the most persecuted minorities in the history of the world. And we... We always... We will continue to be. Yeah. But... You know, like, when you have folks that, like, either lived... They... You know, they may have lived through the Holocaust. Their relatives may have lived through the Holocaust. Like, they are as old to know when that was, like, such an immediacy. A relevancy. Yeah, yeah. Like, they know oppression when they see it. And the way Hitler came into power was exactly what you were saying. Like, very gradual. It was not immediate. It was over the course of, you know several decades of him preaching to, you know, the German population of, like, that began with the concept of nationalism, that began with this, like, Like, we're here for ourselves, we got fucked over by the rest of the world, so we're gonna, like... Worry about us now. Right, yeah. yeah, and then... Make America great again. Exactly. And that's, you know, like... And scary shit. Yeah, it's it's fucking terrifying in that. And then he get, he got more and more empowered to persecute more and more minority groups. And 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 then he murdered millions of the people that, you know, I come from. And, like, and he would have murdered so much more, not only of my own people, but of many others as well. But it's like, you know, when you throw around words like nationalist, when you throw out words like, you know... When when you label all immigrants as rapists or as criminals or, like, you know when when you call other countries shithole countries, when you do whatever you can to like punish and restrict women for looking out for their own personal aut- autonomy, like that's the that's the kind of rhetoric that people gravitate towards, or is, as Trump supporters like to say. Te- Someone who tells it like it is <laughs> that hard. gives him that much more power to enact on those principles that cause even deeper and more severe oppression that yeah. takes even but not only takes much more longer to be undone but results in countless ridiculous fucking heinous like incarcerations you know. Like... Locking people up. Like, locking people up. Kids. Cr- yeah, criminalizing what should be human rights. It's, it's, like, yeah, like, you know, all these things that we're saying right now. You're like, yeah, any anyone listening could be like, oh, yeah, that's fucking disgusting. But... And it's happening. Right. It's but it is happening. <laughs> and what the fuck are you going to do
1: about yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And I think that goes to, like... Just uninformed voters, especially like, and just the generational gap, kind of like I was talking, we were talking about with Corbyn in the UK. It's like there's a huge, a massive generational gap in the U.S. Um, massive, uh, you know, you can see it in the polling. Like the majority of voters that are voting for for Biden and other people like people Buttigieg and their policies are older people. The mm-hmm. people voting for Bernie and like. Liz Warren they're younger people they're the people who these policies will not only benefit the most you know the most drastically in the in the short term also in the long term you know so it's that generational gap is so evident and that's that's where Bernie is being hit the most right now and so I'm not advocating for like a strategy of trying to try to convince as many old people as you can (laughs) as you can to like vote for Bernie because it's probably, you know, it's like it's probably just beating a dead horse teaching an old dog new tricks whichever analogy you want to use for stupid ass old people but (laughs) especially stupid ass old white people but but, you know, we're in the holidays right now so you're going to be seeing your grandparents whatever, you're going to be seeing your uncles and older cousins and all that stuff like talk about this shit, you know don't just don't, like, use this opportunity. Yeah, like, yeah. use this opportunity because you have to. Like, we don't have the option of luxury anymore. we don't have the option of being chill. We don't have the option of playing it safe because Uncle fucking Joe is gonna get pissed off that you're talking about <laughs> gay sex or some shit. Like, we don't have that option anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. like, yeah. we, ha- yeah. we have to, we have to, we're either gonna get people mad or we're gonna like, change minds and it's like, it has to be one or the other, because we can't mm-hmm. just be quiet anymore, like, we can't afford that, guys, we we really, it's not, it wasn't even a game in 2016, like, we fucked up so fucking bad in 2016 not electing Bernie Sanders, like, we fucked up so bad, Yeah. like, so fucking bad, you could even say we fucked up not getting Hillary elected, whatever,
0: we can't do that this election, like, We don't have the time. And you know what's you know what's particularly like what really hits home? The DNC is coming to Milwaukee this coming year. We have real opportunity to like get out there, you know, literally on the streets that we live on and advocate for who what we believe in and for who we care about and bring this cultural influx from of Milwaukee, like you know, people from so many different communities that have now we'll have the opportunity to, like, speak on such a big a platform. Like, we can't fuck that up either. Yeah. Like, on a local scale, we can't fuck that up. Exactly. And like, even
1: if you're not, like, a Bernie Sanders supporter necessarily whatever, advocate for the policies, like Medicare right. for all, free college. Right. You know, sign, sign up. Sign deal. up, you know. Yeah, the Green New Deal. Like, write to your congressman individually about that or whoever your senators You know, just, you gotta do something, because this is, like, this is, I I feel like one of the last elections we have to really make, like, an actual difference, and also where we still have the momentum, like, we still have the momentum from 2016, I don't know how far that momentum will carry us, you know, past 2020, so it's like, you guys, we have to do something, like. We have to advocate for our generation because right now nobody else is doing it. Like nobody else gives a fuck about where the planet's gonna be, about where the economy's gonna be, you know, about where we're gonna be. Unless it's us. Like that's that's just really the bottom line of it right Right. now. Yeah. Fuck their power. (laughs) This is our power.
0: (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Mike, man, this is this is dope, dude. I'm glad we got to hang out, man. Drink some some alcohol, talk some shit. Some shitty alcohol, Sh- some shit, dude. I I couldn't do go. Oh, I think I took like two swigs, and yeah. that was just... I was going to it the whole time. <laughs> camera. Well, you okay. did great job, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what keeps you up at night, Michael? Ugh. wow, that is hard one right there (laughs) that Uh, is a that is a real uh uh titty twister it really is Uh, i just i don't know i think just the future in general just like
1: where the planet's going where i'm going and how that like interconnects with
0: each other right (laughs) male fragility yeah that's a big one yeah what puts you to sleep though oh Nyquil. Nyquil! <laughs> Nyquil. Right. I mean, you know what knocks me out, though, is my space whistle at the end of work, <laughs> my shift drink. Shout out to Company brewing. Shout out to Company. Shout out to Steve. Shout out to George. Shout out to Stevie Boy, though. Stevie boys. Boy, though. Oh, man. That's the man. Steve is the real one. Yeah, Thanks for being on the show, brother. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, man. You bet, man. This is fun. Uh, so, vote. Vote. Don't fuck the planet Don't up. Don't fuck it up this guy. Damn. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But like actually though. Oh no, yeah. Like it's not a joke, but man, uh, you know, well, that, our all sometimes our route through you have to be absurdist about it and yeah. it's you like have to I mean, laugh or you'll cry. Yeah. it's kind of what it is. Yep. Yeah. Like coping mechanism, right? Yeah. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Pay. Okay. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Three, four.